Hey guys, welcome to Inside Anna's Mind. I hope you're well. Um, if my voice sounds a bit like, was it called croaky? I've got a bit of a sore throat at the moment. I just came back from my Ibiza, so that's kind of a given. But it's been like two weeks since I've recorded the podcast and I don't know why, but whenever I leave a longer gap, it's even more like, not scary to come on, but because I have so much that's happened, I almost don't know where to start. I don't know where I last updated everything. Like it's just a bit of a whirlwind, but I feel like I've learned quite a few things and I've had a lot more like realizations. And I think something that you'll notice like in my podcast is that I'll always be like adding on things that I'm learning. And sometimes there'll be whole new realizations, but sometimes you'll hear me like repeat a certain thing, but I'll have a new layer on it, which I think is also interesting too. And I don't think it's ever a harmful thing to hear something twice, which I used to have a fear of like ever posting something with like a similar message twice. And then I remember I met a lovely girl, I think it was at like a meet group or something. And she was like, oh my God, no, like I, if anything, that helps even more because it drills it into my brain and reminds me like the week after. Where do we start? I am currently opening up my journal. I had a lovely journal session this morning. I went to the coffee shop and honestly, like just backtrack for a second. I can't tell you how much certain routines help me do certain things. And I generally don't think I would be where I am today in myself, but also my career if it wasn't for these things. And to think that I didn't used to know that they existed. And that probably means that a lot of other people don't know that they exist in that way or that they can, that it can help them so much. And it's literally just finding things that work for you and not going against yourself and working with yourself. Like before I record a podcast, I have to do certain things. I can't just sit down and record a podcast. I'm not gonna be in the right kind of space. You know, I need to get myself out the house at one point, maybe a little bit of sunshine in the eyes. That is literally just me walking to the car though. <laughs> get a coffee, listen to some music. I either do a workout or a journal. Like it's one of the two. Like this morning, my body needed rest because I'm gonna work out later. I'm doing my first ever CrossFit session, which is kind of exciting. And so, you know, I didn't really have the space or time to kind of work out in the morning. But if I wanted to go to the gym, I could have just done like a light stretch session. So stretch session, sorry. So it's like working with yourself, you know, if you know that getting out of your house and doing some sort of movement and listening to music helps, it doesn't mean you always have to do the most intensive workout. Like if I wanted to go to the gym this morning and I had the time, I would have stretched, but I actually needed to journal instead because I needed to get all my thoughts out for this podcast. So that's what I did instead. I had like a 10 minute walk, which helped. Um, and then went to the coffee shop, listened to my music and wrote down all my thoughts. It put me in a good place. But previous me didn't even know that you were allowed to like, take a little bit of time away for yourself in order to perform better. And not even like this is a performance, but in order to work better. It's the same for if I have an event, like I don't just rock up to events confident. I have to have a bit of a routine. I have to get myself a coffee in the morning. I need to be listening to hype up music on my way there. I need to be talking to myself in a positive way. There's, there's certain things that allow me to do other things. And then if I'm just having like a typical work day, my general routine is to go to the gym at the beginning of the day. It just makes me feel really, really empowered. You know, just moving your body, listening to music, getting that coffee, coming back and feeling right, right now, this is when I start. Because I think sometimes we wake up in our day and we expect ourselves to 
do straight away in a in a way of like work and doing things for others or getting things done and it's like can you just give yourself even 10 15 minutes 20 minutes to yourself and i'm guilty of it too sometimes i'll wake up and i'll immediately record like some things for tiktok like if i'm doing like a tiktok get ready with me and like i do it now in a way that like doesn't hinder me but like I used to not even give myself 10 minutes to open up my eyes and think my own thoughts and I would straight away be doing something else. So it's just something to be mindful of. Anyways, back to the fact that I was journaling my thoughts. I'm just gonna open up my journal. Okay, one thing that's already come to me that I feel like I need to touch on is I feel so immensely grateful for the fact that I've been shown, I can't explain almost, well, I will explain, but the, I've basically recently, I say the last couple of months, but heavily the last month, shown both sides of just just different perspectives. And it's been so eye-opening. And I mean this in a way of like people's behaviors. And as someone who was formerly, I say formerly, but you know, most situations and teenage and, you know, up until even like a couple of months ago, I was very heavily an anxious attachment. And it's not to like label us or get all like iffy whiffy about stuff. Just naturally, like it's not that one person that someone is like one or the other, like you can switch, you can interchange depending on who you're with. But in a way of, I'll just describe. So let's say you're in a relationship. It could be a friendship too, but I'll, I'll talk about relationships. Almost that over analyzing every behavior of the other person. Um, you know, if they're, if they're quiet with you, is it because of you? Is it something you've done? If they're loud or like if they're interactive, that means they love you. And if, if they're not, then they don't. You adapt to their behavior. So if they're quiet, you suddenly think you have to be quiet. And if, if they want space, you think that it's because of you and that you're the bad thing. You almost are always thinking that the relationship is potentially in danger. And overall thinking everything is almost leading back to you. And like, I've had that, I've had that a lot definitely like in the last eight months like i was heavily on that kind of space of thinking and i've worked on it a lot a lot and what's so weird is that recently i've been shown the other side and you know there's always the flip side of it and that's almost the avoidance side and that's people who you know potentially want their space you know they need alone time they need things to be in order in their personal life in order to be able to get close to others um, they don't feel the need to reply to everything and they don't want people around them to necessarily be mad at them or like mad at their ways. Like it's just a bit more like alone, a bit more like do not disturb mode. And that's the way that they process things. I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely did not know this other side existed like previous to like two months ago in terms of, I just thought everyone experienced things the same way. And that is closed-minded. Like, I'm not to call you out, but like I'm calling myself out. And as soon as you realize that everybody operates in different ways, you actually get to understand people and you get to understand that they're humans and like people aren't always nasty or like, like horrible or just like cold or anything. There's just different sides to different people. And maybe you're more of that avoidance side and you've been that your whole life and you've never understood why like people are needy or need more and like, I feel blessed upon blessed to be able to experience both because now I'm able to understand both. And I've realized that I'm both too, depending on who I'm with. And it's made me understand some people in my life so much better 
when I've experienced almost their side of things. I think on a general, we take everything so personally, even if we're not aware of it. And it's so freeing to stop taking things personally. Like if someone cancels, please know that it's to do with them and it's not to do with you. And I, like, I'm gonna go onto a whole nother topic of like expectations versus boundaries with like friendships and relationships, but it's so weird. Like for me, I have always been the one where if things get overwhelming, if I feel stressed, if I feel anxious, I want love, I want hugs. I want people around me to comfort me. Like that's who I've been. Like if I've been in a relationship, like that's my point of call or whatever. When I've been single, I'll still have probably like, you know, maybe like a guy that like I'm wanting that from or etc. And recently I've really gone almost the other way and really understood what it is. Like, like if you've never experienced this, it basically feels like when you're overwhelmed, you can't, you want no one in your space because it, it feels like you can't breathe. It feels suffocating. You feel claustrophobic. You're like, I need every human to get out my way because I need to sort my shit out and I need to do it alone and it's gonna work alone. And the thing is, is that we're never mad at the actual person. So let's say like someone is like wanting things from us or like talking to us and like we just can't turn up in that way and we need space and we're maybe shutting down and maybe going quiet. We're not actually present in a way of like thinking about it. And we're not going, oh, like, can they just shut up? Like I need my alone time. We're just low key shutting down, if that makes sense. And we're, we're not, yeah, we're not necessarily aware of it too much like that. And we're never mad at that person. So it it's brought me so much almost compassion around the situation when like I've had this like situationship and they go a bit colder because they're going in their like avoidance space because they're overwhelmed. I used to take that so personally. Now when it happens, I'm like, oh, bless them. They're struggling with their own stuff. It's got fuck all to do with me. Like genuinely nothing to do with me. I'm gonna step back. I'm gonna give them some space. Even if I'm triggered too and I need closeness, because that's what happens. One person needs closeness and one person needs space. I'm gonna let them have their space because I know it's not to do with me, but I used to genuinely think it was to do with me. And then what's really interesting is like the only time that it almost affects us when someone is, um, you know, someone's responses is when they're getting mad at us for our ways of coping. That's the only point. So for example, if I'm with someone, with a friend, and I'm going a bit more quiet naturally, and I just need some alone time, I need space, I need, I need breathing room, and they start picking up on it, and they start going, are you okay? Or, they, or I can notice maybe that they're like being quieter, like they're adapting to me, or they bring it up and say, why are you mad? Or like all of these things, or like, why are you being so quiet? Do you know what I mean? Like all of those things, or maybe like not giving us that space. That's when, if anything, it becomes not a problem, but like a noticeable thing to myself. And I'm like, I just wish I could process it in the way that I want to process it. And I want to process it with space. So it's only when they almost get affected by it. And we just don't want people to be mad at us with our way of dealing with it. For example, I like, I'll be so, so honest. Recently, like, you know, I'm not even gonna say as work's got busier. I'm gonna say as work's got busier and that my COVID mechanism has changed. Like I used to need comfort and love and all of that stuff in order to feel settled. Now, when I'm not doing well, I need alone time. And so the combination of that 
and working a lot is I have a lot of alone time and I need it. Like I, 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 I need it, right? And so what happens is, is if I make a plan for Wednesday evening and it comes to Wednesday and I'm feeling overwhelmed because I've been working a lot and I, and I need to slow down, my version of switching off is not seeing a friend. Like if I really need it in that way, if I want a little party and a little social and I want to switch off in that way, 100%, that's what I want. But if I'm feeling like triggered and anxious and all of that stuff, seeing a friend will not help me anymore. Whereas that used to help me. Seeing a boy would help me. Okay, maybe there's potentially still some comfort in that, but <laughs> it's definitely changed a lot more. And so the part that I'm trying to be like really real on is that I... I don't want to say I feel like a bad friend because I know that I'm trying my hardest and I know my hardest is good enough. But like, I'm not seeing my friends, like I'll, basically like I have to cancel sometimes. I just do. And, and it's not, and this is what I mean. Like, please don't take it personally if you're receiving it on like from your friends or something because like it's their stuff. This is my stuff. I'm not like if, if you know, when you're like a true, true friend, you, you understand that, like my, my absolute best friends know that if I cancel, like they don't even take a second to look at it in that way. And not to say that like, it should just be passed by every time, but they know it's because I'm struggling. They're like, they, they, they know that's what I need. And for me, I'm able to get along with people better if I feel like I'm not constantly disappointing someone. And I've never, never got my head around this. I've never understood this way of thinking but I but I now do and like when I can feel that a friend doesn't get disappointed when I cancel it makes me more likely to actually see them in the future and make plans with them again because I have the comfort of knowing that they'll be okay if I cancel right so like one of my best friends Isha Lydia Olivia like my besties like if I make a plan and then suddenly doesn't happen they're always like, no, it's fine. Like, we'll meet again, cool. Like, we're both like that, like, on either end. And so it just makes us more relaxed to one, meet up, but also, like, just make plans. And even if it does cancel, it's okay. Whereas there's other friends where, like, I will pull back from even making plans because I'm almost so scared of disappointing them again. Like, I want to see them and I want to make plans. But I really can't help if I make plans on a day that I have bad anxiety and I can't see people. So then what am I supposed to do? Disappoint them again and then them physically, like I can see them get disappointed and then I'm just there like, well, I feel like a crap friend. And then, you know, there's that element of trying to almost listen to your own needs and be like, you know, should I force myself to go and should I go? But then there's a part of like, no, like I ha like it, it's such an interesting balance. And at the moment I'm on a journey of listening, like saying my no's, which is such a big thing for me like actually saying, sorry, I can't. But there's still that element of guilt that comes with it. And I think that's the next part of my journey is to be able to like, maybe I need to give like an explanation to some friends. Maybe I need to be like, hey, like this is what my life is like at the moment. I'm not the most amazing at planning and I'm not the most amazing like at this and that. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I just don't, I don't know what to do <laughs> if anyone has any advice. But also at the same time, like I, I, I learn on the go and, I'll probably come back next week and be like, boom, boshed it. I know what to do, but <laughs> that's like another thing. And I think that's really, you know, if you're on the other end and you're experiencing like a friend cancel a lot, like to know that it is their stuff and, you know, I'll go straight onto it now, but it's this idea of like expectations versus boundaries. And I think a lot of the time we put the label on first. 
for example, if we go on the relationship side of things, we're talking to a boy, we're seeing them lots, we're maybe doing stuff with them. It feels like a relationship, but you're not a relationship yet. You put in your head like, oh, they're my boyfriend, like, like, or you're going towards that. And you have these expectations. I want to be like called and text. Like, do you know what I mean? I want to be like, I want communication. I want them not to cancel. I want to see each other regularly. I want them to be like excited to see me. I want to be seen as some sort of priority. And I want us to be everything I've imagined in my head. All the little expectations. The thing is, is that they may physically not be able to deliver that. Like they may not, but in your head, you've created this kind of label. And then you're almost saying like, you need to reach this. That's not necessarily boundaries because you're almost putting in these expectations and wanting them to reach that when they may have never been able to like physically do that anyways. Like it may not be in their system to always like text you. They may not be in the mental position to make someone else a priority. They may not like, they, you know, just as I've explained, they may have to cancel because it's in their place, but because you've labeled them as a, your boyfriend in your head, you're saying all these things. Whereas if you didn't label it as anything and you let it flow, you would soon realize, okay, when I like, you know, just let things flow, they're not really able to do these things. They cancel on me regularly. They do this, they do that. And then, so you're able to be like, okay, so they're not my boyfriend. Like they're not, they, they don't reach my boundaries. So you're still having boundaries, but instead of going the other way and like creating this whole situation first and saying they're not reaching it, you're going with the flow and you're realizing this doesn't match my boundaries. So you will stay my friend or you will stay a situationship or you will stay being friends with benefits, whatever you want to do in your own little world. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, and I just feel like that's a new way of looking at things. And I may be wrong. I think we're always wrong. I think we just become less wrong as we grow and we find out more. But I feel like this is definitely a more, I would say, better look on things than I used to have. And if we take this in a friendship perspective let's say we make friends with someone and we get closer we get closer and then you put on this label best friend I want to be I want everything to be reciprocated I want this time I want everyone to be punctual I want this I want them to look after me I want you know all of these things we want to go on dates they can never cancel like all of these things and then maybe they don't have the physical abilities to do that and then you start like almost not attacking them, but you're like, okay, why can't they reach that? Or they're not a good enough best friend or they're not a good enough this, they're not a good enough that. But in reality, why don't you just go with the flow and see what type of friendship it turns out to be? Because reality is all of our friendships are different. I have some best friends that I don't need to see in, for like six months, but they will always be there for me. Love, hugs, they know all my stuff. I'll catch them up, whatever. I've got other friends that I go out to parties with. I've got other friends that I'll go on walks with. I've got other friends that I'll just gym with, that I'll do events with. Like so many different friends. And the fact is that I don't put labels on anything. I just let everything flow. And if some things naturally drop, if some relationships naturally drop, I'm not almost like texting them and being like, why is this happening? Why is that? Like, I don't feel like you're a good enough friend. It's like, that just may be the level of friendship they can have and that's okay. So it's almost like being more relaxed on your end that you're just gonna let everything flow. Again, I'm talking about expectations here. Having boundaries, you're allowed to have boundaries too. You are allowed to want and have certain things, if that makes sense, in a, in a terms of like, if you don't want people to mess around with your time, like let's say if I, like on my end, I kept making plans with a friend and then they kept canceling the day before and it kept ruining my week because like, 
look, I'm making plans with you. This is my one or two social things of the week. And then you're canceling very last minute and it doesn't sit well with me. If it doesn't sit well with you, that's okay. But it's your thing to look after and not theirs, right? It's your responsibility to hold that boundary and either communicate with them and clearly use your words and say like, hey, by the way, like, I like, I just want to let you know that, you know, this is happening and I feel like this and make sure that's coming from your end and you're not attacking them. Or you may just have to naturally like, okay, I'm just gonna start making plans with other people. Like just almost let it flow a bit more. Also, one of my favorite ways to really understand boundaries is boundaries are ours to protect and not other people's responsibilities, right? So for example, you're in a relationship and your boundary is that the boyfriend does not talk to other girls. You find out he's talking to other girls. It is not his responsibility to stop. It is your responsibility to hold up the boundary and said, sorry, but I've already communicated this, I'm out. Or this is a yellow card and I'm making it very, very clear that if this happens again, I'm out. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it is your responsibility to leave and not their responsibility to, to, to reach it. If that makes sense, like if we're being really, really honest. Now that's the beauty of boundaries is that not everyone knows all your boundaries. So you do also have to communicate it, right? Because people grow up differently. And so one of your boundaries may be like, okay, I need people to be punctual when we meet. Another person's boundaries, like another person, that is not one of their boundaries. They weren't grown up in that way. They don't know what it means to be punctual. They maybe have ADHD. They're always late. They have no idea. But it's your responsibility to maybe communicate. Like if that's something really, really tickling you, you can go to them and just be like, hey, by the way. And they may explain it on their end and be like, I'm really sorry. Like I am just bad with timings. Like, is there any way that I can, you know, whatever, like you can communicate or whatever, but it is yours to manage and not somebody else's. And just like recapping on what I said about the situationship is I expected a lot of things from a guy, you know, oh, like boyfriend things, cool, hang out, don't want them to cancel, like I wanna see you, blah, blah, blah. And I continuously got myself in a really, really big twist because they weren't matching my expectations. But the thing is, these were mine. I created them in my head and not once did they almost agree to this. The part where it gets agreed is when you both physically agree to be in a relationship. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's why we get so stuck in like situationships. When in reality, like, let it flow. And if you naturally get there, some boys, or like not even boys, boys, girls, whoever, like some people will naturally meet you there. They will, they will just be that type of person to be in a relationship with. And honestly, once I let go of these expectations, of this guy that I'm referring to, everything flowed, but not in the way of like, oh, we suddenly dated. No, 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 they were the exact same. The person was the exact same. I just didn't have this like rope around them anymore. And it just naturally became apparent of their kind of where they were at. And I really understood that, holy shit, this person's trying their best. When was the last time you said that about someone who was being mean to you? or wasn't respecting you as much, or like, and I don't mean this in a way of like abuse, like I'm taking that out of this conversation, but I'm talking maybe a situationship, maybe a guy, maybe, you know, maybe a girl who said a mean comment to you. What if they were trying their best? I honestly, this is the most, like, when you approach things with this attitude of kindness and knowing that all of us humans are doing our best, but not everyone has the same tools as us, and learnt the same things as us. 
and probably just really hurt from previous, you know, parents or childhood or all this stuff, you have a lot more kind of empathy. And I don't want you guys to think that like, I just like let people walk all over me or that, you know, I have no expectations of friends or I have no boundaries or to be fair, I have no expectations of friends, like whatever. Obviously I have boundaries, like I, don't get me wrong. Sorry, I'm going a little whirlwind, but like I also very quickly know when I don't vibe with someone. And so I really have like, I I only, I only hang out with good vibe people like that as a general. So it was not that I just let everyone in my life and let's say people who took word about me, I'm like, oh, do you want to be my bestie? I'm just not reacting. I'm responding to it, right? Like reactions is like, oh my God, I can't believe you said this. I can't believe that. Responding is like, sometimes it's no response. Sometimes it's just walking away from the situation and being like, bless them, they're really hurt. And I had that, like, I hanged out with some girls and the vibes weren't completely there. And I heard some funny things that were being said about me. And like, at first I was like, oh, ow, that, that stings. Like, I need to say something, I need to do this. Or I don't like the fact that they don't like me. That's one of the biggest things as a girl. It could be as a guy as well. Like, oh, what if they don't like me? And then knowing when someone doesn't like you, it it hurts, especially when, you know, it's like, I don't know, like, it's not it's not the nicest thing, but to just know that like, it's just not my stuff. It's not my stuff. And I'm doing me and me is good enough. And as long as I'm being kind and as long as like, I know that I've generally been a nice human, if they're gonna twist stuff or if they're gonna say mean stuff, like I just kind of let them, let them do their stuff, but I kindly walk away. So that's like the biggest boundary I can hold. It's just like, you're just not gonna be my friend and you're not, you're not gonna have the nice, like you're not gonna have interactions with me end off <laughs> hello i'm back i had to have a little donut break i was a little bit peckish it was a lovely glazed donut anyways carrying on from this something has been made so apparent to me recently and it is almost this like lack of communication and how important it is especially between women and i think most of us listening will be able to somewhat relate whether that's with housemates roommates uni friends normal friends mum, sister, the whole shebang is this almost Chinese whispers slash not actually using our words. Like my mum could have a problem with me, like something I've done or something, but she won't tell me. She'll chat about it with my sister and they'll have a whole lovely like conversation about it. A whole lovely like little, oh yes, I can't believe blah, blah, blah. And then I don't get told shit. And so then I'm just like, where do you actually expect me to improve? And then they'll they'll give me like slight hints, but it's not it's not good enough hints. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't text me in that way or just be a little bit off with me or whatever. Like it's not very fair, if that makes sense. And I've had it the same with my sister. Like my sister will have something with me, but she won't tell me. She'll tell my mum. And then my mum will actually tell me things. And then I'm just like, why can't my sister come to me? And then I've had it again with, with like girlfriends. And you'll be like, are you okay? And they'll be like, yeah. And then obviously act like they're not. And it's like, I can't guess how you're feeling, but I was never aware of this. Like I generally was never aware of this. And it was only until this last month until I became very, very aware. And my therapist actually made me put in a little boundary with my mum and sister. And it helped so much in a way of like myself. Like I can't say that like, you know, thousands of things have changed between me and my mum and my sister, but I've put in a boundary and I literally, I kid you not, gotten a bit of an argument with them all because well separately not separately but basically there was a lot of Chinese whispers and I just had enough of it and I don't think my mum or sister had ever heard this 
from most people, not from most people, but like, it's not something you really get told. Like no one really ever brings it up, which is why I think it's like always a generational problem of like never actually properly communicating. And I just went to my mum and I was like, mum, you cannot manage me and Meg's, like Meg is my sister. You cannot manage our relationship anymore. If me and Meg are talking, if me and Meg aren't talking, that's mine and Meg's business. And I can't have you dipping in like, oh, you should be like this and you should be like that. And you should see each other more. Like, I just can't have that. So I said that to her and I said, if Meg comes to you with anything about me, please just hold up a little hand and be like, sorry, Meg, I like, like you've got to go and tell, you've got to go and tell Anna. Because the thing is, is what happens is when someone vents, we think we've communicated. But if my sister vents to my mum and she's got it out of her system, I will never know. And so almost like it's brought some sort of like satis satisfaction, I don't know how to say the word, but it's brought some sort of calmness to my sister because she's let it out of her system, but she's not let it out to the right person. And so nothing will ever be any what like communicated or improved. So I said to my mum, like, mum, you know, if Meg comes to you with stuff, just say, look, I I'm not gonna tell Anna. And like, also I think you should tell Anna. So just tell her that. And then I said also to my mum, if you've got anything up with me, please don't go to Meg, like just come to me and tell me. And when I, and I did this and I did the exact same to my sister, I said, Meg, like if you've ever got anything, if you think we're not seeing each other enough, if you think we're not FaceTiming each other enough, you have to text me. Cause my sister lives in LA, but she was back the other month. So that's why this has all kind of come up. And yeah, and I told her and I was like, if you've got anything to do with me, you have to come to me. And if you start venting about mum to me, I also don't want to hear it. And I think it's something us children do so much. And you know, what was so crazy when I was having these two conversations, the next day I went to a coffee shop in London and I sat down and behind me was like uh, two South African siblings. It was a brother and a sister and they must've been like 35 years old or something. And they were talking absolute shit. Like not like shit, but like they were talking so much about their mum and dad and being like, oh my God, like I can't believe mum keeps like, commenting about our body like this and I can't believe this and I can't believe that and I can't believe that and did you see when she did this and I was like oh my gosh this is the last thing that I ever want to happen between my family is to continue into our ripe old age of 35 and 40 years old and still be chatting like venting to the siblings and the sisters and brothers about the parents instead of actually just going to the parents now I'm not saying it's the easiest thing in the world it's actually easier to vent to someone else than it is to actually communicate to the actual person but it doesn't mean it's necessarily the right thing to do do you know what i mean or not even not here to make things right or wrong but just to actually move things forward and so it was so weird listening to that next day and it just gave me like even more confirmation of like okay you're doing the right thing you've put in two boundaries with your mum and sister and what it's done and why i meant like it hasn't necessarily changed a thousand things because i've put in the boundary it's now up to them like like they, I've told my mum, if you've got stuff with me, like my mum very clearly knows and my sister very clearly knows that I will not be taking cross communication. And so, you know, I'll be honest, my sister hasn't come to me with anything since. That's not my problem. Like if my sister, it, maybe there's nothing wrong between us at the moment, that's amazing. But if there is, I generally don't know, but she also knows that I don't know because she hasn't said anything. And that's the same with my mum, like I've made it very clear, like, You've got, if you've got an issue, you've got to tell me. And she hasn't told me anything. And I do feel at the moment um, that she's a little, I've told my mom also not to listen to my podcast recently because I realize it's kind of like my safe space and not that I'm ever going to chat shit, but I feel like I'm almost able to help more people with like their relationships with their mums if I'm able to like talk about it more honestly. Um, and so like, I feel like at the moment, like my mom's just being a bit off with me and I really don't know why. And like, 
I'm being really kind and I can't do anything more. And I've told her that she needs to tell me if something's up. And that's why, you know, one of my favorite things at the moment is I can't assume how you feel. You have to use my words. You have to use your words, sorry. And, and I'm almost continuing to say that. And I said it actually the other day, that was when it was a big moment of growth when I was in Ibiza and this girl, I'd literally just met her on a night out but I could very quickly tell something was up, but I couldn't for a while, if that makes sense. And then suddenly, you know, and you have that realization like, oh shit, they were actually like a bit mad at me for whatever long. And I heard them say something about me on FaceTime to someone else back in England. And I was like, um, but not once did you come up and like, basically I started dancing with someone. And then on FaceTime, she was like, um, yeah, she left me to dance with someone. And I was like, bro, I was next to you. Like I was, I was, I was, actually holding your hand I was having a dance with someone for 10 minutes like I'm sorry but it's just not an issue but it was so weird that like she hadn't told me that at all but she told someone else on FaceTime and like guys if this is you in any sort of way like it used to be me too don't get me wrong when I used to like live with like other people like I say with other people like Millie like Millie and I struggled to communicate like on things like this like it is hard with girls that like, you never want to upset anyone but the thing is it's not about like upsetting and Anyways, going back to this girl in Ibiza, we were then like, I could see she was a little bit like, not mad at me, but like, whatever. And I said like, you okay? And she was like, yeah, yeah, In like a not, yeah, okay. And then I'd be like, okay. And then I would say, because by the way, like, I can't guess how you feel like if you don't tell me. So just let me know if something's up. And I feel like by saying, you know, I can't guess how you feel if you don't tell me, but let me know if something is up. It's just an open, kind way of being like, but also having a boundary. I don't know if that made sense. I don't think I spoke words then. But I think we should say that more often. Like, if you're going to ask someone's okay, you can kind of tell they're not. Just be like, okay, cool. But I just want to let you know that I can't guess. And I think that's what we do as women is we, and this is coming from me too, like, we give so many other signs. Like, if we're with a guy and they're not doing something we want, we won't tell them. But we'll budge away or we'll say a comment or we'll do certain things or we'll huff and puff blow the house down <laughs> do you know what I mean like we'll do everything but use our words when I whereas I think the power is within our words and so that is one of my biggest takeaways is to use your words now I do want to say like I've also experienced times where my words aren't accepted you know and that's probably why a lot of us have this fear of using our words and I've had it with guys like this situation shit that I'm on about like um something would be up and I would do both ways. Like I would say, you know, a lot of the times I'd be like, no, I'm fine. And they'd be like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah. And it's because other times when I've actually told them what's up, they didn't accept it. And that's really fucking hard guys. Like if I tell you what's wrong and then someone goes, no, like you can't be like that. Like you can't, you can't think like that. You can't whatever. Why would it ever be safe again for me to open up? And I think that's really why it's important to, create a safe place and a safe response to when someone does open up because you don't know how hard it was for them to open up and share their side and if you attack them then they're not gonna want to open up to you again and maybe that's why like my mum sometimes doesn't open up to me because when someone attacks you get attacked back like it's just the way it's not the way that it works but it's a way that naturally happens and so if my mum suddenly attacks me down the phone saying like you're not a good enough sister and you're not doing this you're not good enough that I will attack her back and then she'll like we've had this phone call and then she's like well I can never like speak to you because you say it and I'm like well maybe just tell me in a nicer way so maybe the lesson is is that 
when we open up, we just need to like say things in a really calm way and like in our own way. Um, but again, like, as I said, I've had times where like I've opened up to guys and then they just, they're, because they're not in touch. I'm not saying this as a general, I'm just saying this about one person, but like when they're not in touch with their emotions themselves and they don't give themselves permission to feel stuff, why would they give you permission to feel stuff? So what that means is you have to give yourself permission to feel stuff. And that's what I've learned the last, like, I'd say six months is like, it's not, everyone is not always gonna accept all your emotions. And that's even harder when they weren't accepted when you were younger. So it's almost like the biggest trigger ever, but the most healing comes from when, let's say you are with a guy and you start crying and you open up and they necessarily don't accept it that you're okay with that in a way of like, okay, but this is what I'm feeling and I'm allowed to feel it. I had it the other day. I'll open up about it, but basically I had a conversation with one of my guy friends and he said something that triggered me and I ignored it at the time on the FaceTime call. And then I called back two hours later and I was like, oh, by the way, this really triggered me. And I was being open and honest. And in my way, this is the best way to communicate. Like there's no point me, you know, going about it and letting it like, I don't know, like not talking about it. So I just brought it up and I was like, by the way, like this affected me. I didn't love the way that you kind of said it. And he attacked me and he was like, oh my God, you can't take things so personally, like whatever, blah, 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 blah. Um, and it obviously made me feel really down and really like kind of like shut off at one point. But then when we like ended the FaceTime call, he texted me and he was like, oh, like I, I won't lie. I was a bit stressed out and I kind of took it out on you. And then just as I thought we were getting somewhere, he was like, oh, but, you really shouldn't take everything like so um, personally, like people are gonna say things in your life that you don't like. And then I was just like, at that point, I normally would have really listened to that. But I was like, no, 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 I like, I'm allowed to feel this way. And so I just very calmly responded like, you know, thanks for understanding that like you understood that it hurt me. But I said, I, I said a very clear message and I was like, I will always use my voice to the closest people around me. Yes, I'm not gonna take a fucking TikTok comment personally or an Instagram hater or whatever. Yes, that's our business to not let in or maybe what a girl says behind your back. But if you are one of my closest, closest people, I'm allowed to use my voice with you. Even if, and, and to understand that it's not that they're a rude, bad person, guys. This friend has just not been taught that it's okay to voice their emotions. That's all, it is a direct projection. They're telling me, no, you can't like feel this stuff or or talk to me about this stuff because they haven't been taught that. And because I'm aware of that, I didn't take his second comment personally. I was like, okay, that's his stuff. And if anything, I'm gonna show him that it's okay to use your voice. And so it's almost like when you really know that something's true, like, and you're gonna have this when you're in your healing journey, you're gonna have a lot more awareness about things you have just got to like, you're just basically a little bit more understanding. I really hope some of these things I've said today make sense. Remember my DMs are always open. Instagram is inside Anna's mind, same as the podcast name. Um, and I really, like I do actually read all the messages, even if I don't get to reply to them. Um, but even just hearing like specific things that helped you like, oh, when you talked about this like avoidant or anxious attachment or like all this other stuff. Um, I do actually still have some more things to talk about because it's been two weeks. I got a lot to update you guys. I'm joking. Um, more actually on the, you know, 
positive end, but I'm just really proud of myself for like the journey that I've been on and that I've continued to work on myself and that I did it for all the right reasons, right? Like I've just done it in my own little world and in my own little journey, like appreciating my body, being kind, understanding others, you know, all, all of the stuff that whatever I talk about. And recently, you know, I think I've talked about it in my previous couple of episodes where I've kind of said like, oh, by the way, guys, like my videos are doing really well. They've basically done like even better. And I'm actually a little bit stunned <laughs> to say the least. And it's just been really, really rewarding because it's almost like I did my stuff first. I worked on me first. And now I'm almost reaping the rewards of the other side. Do you know what I mean? Like my socials are growing, my videos are doing well, but that's come from like me doing the work on me first and not thinking that this was gonna come from it. Do you know what I mean? I think that's when the best things come to us in life, when we're not like solely wanting that. And that was the way that my social media started too. Like I didn't wake up and say, I wanna be like famous and I wanna be really known and that's why I'm gonna do it. I started because I wanted to share my tips and whatever with fitness and my love for fitness. And so if you can take that with like a pinch of anything to like just work on you, focus on you, focus on being a good human and not just a good human, but all of these things, your healing journey, the good things will come along with it. And I honestly cannot explain just like my increase in confidence and like genuine confidence and just better interactions with people, life. Like I went to Ibiza like a couple of days ago and it was I kid you not, the best trip. Like, you know when a trip is even better in person. Like, when some, no, you know when a trip looks better on photos than it was in real person and you only know that. But this was like, no, like the trip was so fun. I had such a good time. Guys, I traveled by myself, right? I had, I booked the flights 12 hours before, not even 12 hours before. It was 11 p.m. at night and I finally decided to just go by myself, even though what I was craving was a social holiday. So it was a bit, you know, ironic. It's like, right, you're booking a solo holiday when you want to be social. Anyways, my friend, uh, well, James literally said like, just book it, like you can put on your story, like you can meet people out there. And for me, that was a bit rogue. I was like, really? Like, I don't think I can do that. Like that's scary. And he was like, no, just do it. And so I was like, right, I'll do that. I booked the flights. And then the next day I literally put something on my story and I met up with this lovely group of English guys. Like I feel safe when I'm with like English people. Not, I don't feel safe with other people, but like I felt really safe like meeting with English people. Like that's just like home to me. So I met some people at like a local cafe, um, like a bar cafe. It was nighttime, well, it was sunset. And I knew that like, if it was bad vibes, I could just leave after one drink. Like it could, I could just be like, oh yeah, now I need to go. But it was actually really good. And I ended up spending like four days straight with them. And we're literally now like such good friends. Like, I'm gonna go visit them, they're, they're up north and everything. Um, so it was just so wholesome. And then the second half I like spent with some girls. Um, but honestly, an amazing trip. And so it, it's almost like I had never believed that these days would come at my lowest, lowest days maybe when I was struggling with depression or an eating disorder or in recovery, when I just didn't actually ever think that anyone was ever actually happy or ever liked themselves. Like, I just didn't believe that. And not to say that you can assume people like themselves if they look happy on social media, because I'm sure that I probably compared myself to some people that looked happy on social media that weren't. But like, I didn't know it was actually true that you can be happy. 
because I genuinely am in situations like with my interactions and my look on like myself and my confidence in myself and my relaxedness that's not even a word my relaxation no just my willingness to be myself and the relaxed vibes around that and not stressing about it and not having quaking anxiety about it like it just doesn't feel real but to like tell you guys that is like probably like a really rewarding thing too because my younger self would have done anything to hear that and to hear that it was actually possible but they they come after the hard days they do um and you have to like do your work you gotta grow from that therapy is always going to be a big one because it really heals the old stuff but yeah and you know I'll, I'll leave something you know I will wrap up the the podcast now because it's been a bit of a longer one but just don't give up I you know if we're talking about these videos that are doing well on TikTok like I'm more well than I could even imagine I remember when it was probably like before I started doing these like vlogs um you know, my, my views weren't really there. Like they weren't amazing. I'm not gonna complain about them at all. Then I started doing these like little fun vlogs. And I think it was on my, f and, and the first three I think did well, you know, decent, a lot better than it used to be. Obviously now they're doing even better, but they were, they were, they were giving me some sort of hope. And I think on my fourth and fifth video, they didn't do as well as I wanted. They didn't reach my expectation. And I remember I didn't make a video for a few days after that cause I got disheartened and I thought, Oh, should I stop? Like that's not. And and I think reflecting now, I thought it was embarrassing. Thought it's embarrassing if I try and don't succeed. If I make a video and it doesn't do as well. If I thought it was going to do well and it didn't do well. And I was like genuinely I slowed down doing videos. Like, oh no, I don't want I don't want that to happen again. But I but I did it. And I, and I remember like literally having to talk myself out of it and be like you make another one of those videos. And I did. And they popped they popped and then probably a few did you know not as well again and I was a little bit like oh I don't know but then I continued and imagine if I actually stopped the first time on the fourth video I would have never reached the 3.5 mil the 2.7 mil the 1 millions what I'm reaching now I would have never reached that if I'd quit that time ago and the reason why I'm saying this is because this morning my last two videos in my head hadn't well not even in my head like they basically just hadn't done as well as viral as my other videos and I got a bit down about it and I was like oh maybe I shouldn't make a video today because I don't want that to happen again and I thought you're kidding right the success comes when you don't stop the success comes when you try another 10 times so that's my little like thing to leave you with is like if something doesn't go as well and, and this is again like with the dance classes if you don't know I've been going to dance classes well I went to a couple and then the last one didn't go well I had really bad anxiety I wasn't picking up the choreography and I left halfway through and it was close to dramatic only on my account it wasn't the dance studio's fault at all but I haven't gone since because I'm thinking it's gonna happen again so I'm gonna get myself to a dance class too but if something hasn't gone as well it is not a reason to stop it's a reason in, in fact it's a bigger reason to make another one it's a bigger reason to make another three or do another three things or try another three jobs or try another whatever because you know one of them will work so you just got to get that boom mic drop <laughs> anyways i hope you guys enjoyed the podcast also i'd be so interested like 
how many people are potentially like came from TikTok recently. Like I know like I have a large amount of listeners that have just been here for a while, but if you are a new listener and you found me on TikTok, like feel free to even just comment on my TikToks and be like, bro, I found your podcast. Like that, that would be so interesting for me. Um, but yeah, I literally love the little community we've got and I love you all and I hope you have an amazing day and I'll see you guys next Tuesday for another episode. Okay, bye. Oh, that was weird.